Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to the Synergetic Culture Podcast. My name is Adam Bieber, and I want to welcome you to this incredible episode. Um, I'm excited about today's episode because I'm actually out of town. Normally, I'm at home in Atlanta, Georgia, where I record most of these podcasts. But today, I'm sitting in Miami, Florida with a bunch of friends of mine. Um, We're at a work conference, and I get to network and hang out with uh, people that I work with and just really some of the best people that I know um, so it's exciting, and I, I was able to bring some of the podcast gear down here um, and record a couple of interviews. So today, I want to introduce you to one of my good friends, Anita Golden, who is actually a cousin to Dwayne Golden, who's been on the podcast before. Um, but today, we have a very special Golden with us. So Anita, welcome to my podcast. Well, thank you for having me. That was a really, really nice welcome. Yeah, and I am the special golden, I guess. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, no, but we'll take thing. it. We'll take it. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good thing. Um, I actually have, have been wanting to sit down and talk with you for a while because um, you and I have always had really good conversations. And We have. Uh, before you moved to relocated to Miami, you were in uh, the Atlanta office. And so, you know, we worked together and whether it was problem solving and talking through work things or just talking about life and challenges and uh, sometimes my drama it, like we've always had really good honest conversations so um, I'm I'm thankful that you're taking the time to to come on here and, and talk with me and I know you got some some good things you want to share yeah for sure I'm, I'm really excited to be here and you are correct we've had some great conversations <laughs> Adam you live a very uh, colorful life Yes. They well, should I, all know this. I try. <laughs> I try. I try. I try to keep things interesting. Um, I do my best. Uh, I, sometimes you get some of the crazier stories and funnier stories. They're amazing. Yeah. I'll I, take every single I one of them. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. Um, so, Anita, for the people on the that are listening, because actually last time when I had Dwayne on, we attracted a great following of the Golden family oh so I was, I was telling Dwayne there's like, a lot of us we run deep I know I was telling <laughs> Dwayne I was like for like a couple of weeks after like every couple of days that I've had I'd have another golden connect with me on LinkedIn I was like this is so cool um but uh most of the, the people listening don't know who you are so would you mind just giving us a little bit of background where are you from that's a that's a long question okay. but I'll answer it in a short way uh born in Gary Indiana that's where the Jacksons uh, are from. If oh, you oh, cool. are familiar with that, it's there's not a lot cool about it besides that. Besides uh, that, that's yes. your claim to fame. Uh, well, it's just <laughs> to to give people context. Yeah. Um, it is a it's a very impoverished town outside of the Chicago area. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. 
That's where I was born. Uh, very quickly after being born, uh, we moved to Pennsylvania, and I grew up mostly in central Pennsylvania in a small town called Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. How far is that from, I can never say it correctly, but it's spelled Lancaster, but I always say it wrong. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you (laughs) ask. Some people say Lancaster, Lancaster, uh, it's, could be, I've said Lancaster, Lancaster, whatever. How far away is it from there? I've been to um, said town. 30 to 45 minutes. Okay, not bad. Yeah, not cool. Bad. Awesome. Yeah. So that's that's where I was mostly grew up. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I'm only like 21. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. We'll take it. Right? Positive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I'm I'm from Pennsylvania. And what else would you like to know? You like, ask um, yeah, sure. Uh, how Siblings? What I was have family life growing I, yeah up? sure so I had come from a really big family obviously you interviewed my cousin um I have two brothers and a sister awesome. and I you know I've got 29 30 something first cousins Golly, yeah. from all those brothers yep six brothers yep uh, yeah there's seven boys seven my, boys. my grandparents had seven boys yes That's they crazy did. Yep. I thought yeah. I had a big family like Hawaiian families are usually pretty big um, I think I've got 15 cousins. Yeah. That's like half of what y'all got. Yep. Yep. We, That's we, crazy. We roll, we roll very deep. Yeah. We do. Cool. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So did you guys do like a lot of holidays together or did, were the, were the families kind of spread out? No. So Dwayne, my cousin that you interviewed, uh, we, we grew up together. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not 21, unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, we grew up living pretty close to each other and most of my my uncles uh are like you know a extension of my father we all grew up together we do holidays together even even now we still do holidays together so we try to get together as often as possible but when we all lived in Pennsylvania I mean we would be around each other like six days a week oh that's awesome yeah yeah that's great and on the seventh day Dwayne wasn't there because he was with his other family in Lancaster <laughs> that's literally <laughs> why <laughs> Gotcha. That's awesome. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, um, I, I know, like, for me, I moved around a lot, especially mm-hmm. after I got um, a little bit older, like middle school and high school. We, My family's originally from Hawaii, but then we moved away, so I kind of missed, like, my early childhood, I have lots of memories of spending time with extended family, cousins, but then after we moved, like, we kind of lost some of that, and yeah. they'd come visit, we'd go back, but... You know, it's just different when they're there and you can yeah. spend six days a week with them or, you know, do sleepovers. Like, my first sleepovers were with my cousins. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Growing up. So. That, that was, <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Those were, like, my only ones. <laughs> the only my parents ones. were like, uh-uh, I don't know them. You're not going over there. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Things were, <laughs> I, I think about that now and I'm like, yeah. I totally get it because yeah. I'm a parent. But growing up, like, I don't know. I feel like things were different in the 90s. Like, we just... I don't know. I, I I remember having lots of sleepovers, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So, what kind of student were you in school? Oh, uh, you know what? I was an A student. Were you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm not I mean, surprised. I would be very upset if I ever got less than like straight A's. Always. Like I would. Are you I, the oldest? And I am the oldest. Yeah. I'm the oldest, and I'm also the oldest. Like my dad's the oldest, so I am the oldest of grandchild. The oldest. Oh. Like I'm the oldest, oldest. Of all the thirty cousins, yes, yes, Whoa, I am. Oh, gotcha. I'm the elder. Gotcha. So you ran that thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I. So it, there, this is my family is is very. We we are 
my grandparents are, I'll, I'll give you a little context. Yeah, okay. So my grandparents are from the deep South. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, you know, people can't see us, but we're, we're African American. And my, my grandfather, uh, was born and we think he was born in 1934 in August, but he didn't have a birth certificate. That was like the time. Wow. So, uh, they had their own business, my grandparents. My grandmother had seven boys. She got a college degree while having seven boys. Holy crap. She helped my grandfather run his businesses. Um, you know, he was he was in plumbing and things like that. And in Tampa, these are I don't even know if you know these things, Dwayne. I actually interviewed uh my grandfather and grandmother uh for a project many, many years ago, so I learned a lot of this. And stuff. Dwayne's in the audience, by the way. That's why Yeah, I, he's I, in the audience. That's sorry. why I, I need to just address <laughs> him. Yeah. Uh but um so they they are from the city of Tampa, Florida, and he actually did all the original plumbing for the city. Like he got a what? city contract as an African American in the fifties. That's amazing. And he's just like, listen, you just do what you're supposed to do. You work really hard. And he went to the third grade. I mean, that's like was the extent of his education. So, wow. um, it, going back to your question of you know what was expected, it was a lot. Yeah, because they they were like, we only allow you to be excellent, and our our parents carried that on and they, sure. they have achieved quite a bit as well. So, you know, it's nice, but they were not, they, they were, we weren't allowed to be slouches. I definitely wasn't, you know, yeah. I was yeah. like spelling my name as a little, as like a two year old. So yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I was raised, <laughs> um, held the very high standards, which yeah. was good. Like, I think it turned me into a half decent person <laughs> um, with, you know, pretty strong values and like stuff like that. But there's also challenges, like a ton of pressure that I just self-inflict yeah. because I expect perfection. Yeah. Um, you would probably uh, understand when I say like I'm my harshest critic. Yeah. Like I, I come down on myself before anybody else does. Sure. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> when my pride's not in my way. Um, so, so you were straight A student, never got to be unless... You're just I'm not saying I never really did, slacking. but it was really like it would be like a protest situation. Like I went to teachers and was I'm like sure I, you did. I need you to help me understand what I missed here because <laughs> the syllabus says one thing and I, I thought I did what you asked me to do. So. That's that makes sense. Uh my older sister was very similar and <laughs> she uh she got one B in college. Yeah. And I'm not gonna put her on blast or anything, but it like really bothered her yeah and um i was on the other side like so you mean if i get a c in this thing i, I pass um <laughs> anyway C's get degrees i that's say what that they all say. the time that's what I they say it say. all the time um so okay so uh you're a great student amazing family to grow up in high achieving did you graduate high school go straight to college weren't you a student athlete i was so i graduated high school went straight to college i played basketball in college where at Little school. We don't need to say the name of the school. It doesn't matter. I know where, but okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went. So I went to. I went to a great university. It's a prestigious school, but it yes. also gets some flack. So we'll just let that be. Oh, I. I only think positive. I understand yes. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, went to went to a great school. Uh, graduated with an undergraduate degree. Uh, and got my master's later. I got my master's while I was working full time, but I, I did get a master's degree as well. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and did you like play basketball all four years? Yes. Yeah, I did. Did you start? 
Yeah. A little. Came off the bench a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit of both. I wasn't, I, listen, I'm like 5'7 on a good day. So uh, it's really just, you know, genetics that, and I can run really fast and was strong. I wasn't, you know, like a 6'5 anything. But I did what I could. A utility you, player, and I'll take utility that. Utility player. I like yeah. that. Can you still run really fast? Uh, so, <laughs> interestingly enough, I ruptured my Achilles at the age of 30. Oh. That was a few years ago. She's not 21. I'm not 21, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, so I, I run, but I mostly, you know, do like weight training and yep. Peloton and all that jazz. Yeah, Anita got me Anita got me on that Peloton game. I did, but you need to get back on it. I, I do. I've seen. Do not look at my calendar. <laughs> I looked <It's> yesterday. <laughs> you look. <laughs> I you g- looked yesterday? Yes, I got on to do a workout because uh-huh. we're at this work conference that we're talking She's about. She's like, let me see when yeah. the last time Adam rode. Well, because I got up at 4 a.m. since we had to be here so early <sighs> to do my workout. And, yeah, I was like, let me Dedicated. see when Adam last got on here. <laughs> like, I'm going to get on him because he's d- in town. I'm going to be like, hey, sir, time to get back on that bike. I will say the, the, the best accountability text I ever got was just a screenshot of my <laughs> Peloton activity. <laughs> From Anita, just randomly one morning, like, get back on it. Health like, is wealth. Dang. Health is you're wealth. Right. You're right. We got kids. That is true. So I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> I would love to talk about that. So you're a parent. I am. Tell us about your sweet child. Oh, I have a sweet, sweet baby boy. His his name is Zion. We, mm-hmm. we doing names? All right. Uh, yeah, he's great. I mean, he's going to be three really soon. Gosh. He is a ray of sunshine. He loves life. I think he's a very friendly kid, which is great because he's an only child. And yeah. you get, like, kind of nervous about that. You don't really know, you know. Uh, so he seems to interact well with children. He's a toddler, so, you know, sometimes he doesn't have great days. But neither do uh, neither do we. Yeah, that's neither so we. true. So just let that be. Uh, but he's great. He's great. He loves, you know, the outdoors and sports. So, we, you know, we run around and play a lot. He's learning how to swim. He's he's getting pretty good. Dang, uh, he's got awesome. He's got to stop swallowing the water i don't understand <laughs> that but you know other than that he's great, great that's awesome great kid yeah super cute kid i've yep. got got to meet him one time you brought him to the office yes i did just an absolute ray of sunshine <laughs> i think that's probably maybe one of the first things that we talked about when we yeah. first started connecting because i'm also a parent and have one child and mm-hmm. uh, a little boy named benji who's four and um so yeah getting to share stories with you and and talk kids is always such a good thing I love talking to other parents and just finding out like different things that they're facing and challenged with but then like I don't know I I love telling stories about my child (laughs) and telling other people and when it's another parent and they can get it and get excited with you it's just it's awesome and it's the hardest thing ever but it's the greatest thing ever and there's no manual like there's no nothing I, I said I was an A student, so I'm like, where's where's the cheat sheet? Uh-huh. Like, where's the where's the study guide? Where's the books? <laughs> those people who write those books, a lot of that stuff is very helpful, but it's all theoretical. Yeah, life is very different, so it's very just, it's, fluid and hard to yep hard to quantify. Absolutely, the, the key to success there. Um, so what what's your career been like? Because I where we're headed is yeah. to talk a little bit about you and. But like you've got a very cool story, and I think it would be beneficial for the people that listen to this podcast to hear your story. 
because um, there's a lot that people can resonate with. But sure. just kind of tell us your career journey over the last several years. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll put some stuff together and sure. you tell me where you want me to sure. fill in gaps. Yeah, that way I'm not just monologuing. Go How about it. that? How's that, that, that good. How's that sound? So. Initially, you know, I graduated from college uh, a while ago, and <laughs> and when I graduated, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I loved fitness. I loved health. Uh, that's been a passion of mine. Uh, but I went home for like a year, right, and worked in a couple of family companies. So that was just like, you know, I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to help grow some businesses. So yeah. I, I did that with one of my uncle's. Um, and we grew his business like 10 X. He was super happy, um, just by like being efficient and doing sales and things like that. So, uh, I got to, I got a taste of the entrepreneurial life and it was pretty awesome. And the sales life. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a great education and I got to meet a lot of, um, very successful people. And what I mean by that in growing up, like we were, we were good, but I didn't, I didn't really understand finance, didn't really understand money. I didn't understand that people had like great wealth. I, I just didn't, we didn't live like that. Um, sure. So I was, I was, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people that can just like drop money on things that they think are going to make their lives better. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a little bit of an eye opener for me. Um, during that time, uh, when I was sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I wrote a book which I don't even think you know that. I did not know that. Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. I have two jobs after this podcast. (laughs) The first is to go find a basketball team photo because the internet exists. And the second is to find your book. Oh my gosh, please, please. Neither (laughs) one of those things. So the book, you know, uh, I wrote it to sort of help business people with health and fitness. Um, And I did, like I actually self-published it. Um, a few thousand copies. I went around the country. I sold them um, at like events and did speaking. Uh, so it was pretty cool. It was a nice little thing. You didn't know any of. This. I'm like I my know, jaw is on know, the floor. That's know, so cool. So it was it was a really cool experience. Um, during that time, what I realized was. I wanted to learn more. I didn't want to be, you know, like people have, what do they call it now? Imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, so I really was like, you know what? I want to learn more about this. I know I'm an athlete. I know a lot about fitness, but I don't know enough. I feel like to be like some of these other people that are, that are on stage. So sometimes we tell ourselves these lies that we can't do it because of X, Y, Z. Anyways, neither here nor there. Um, I decided I wanted to pursue like a full-time fitness career so I could sort of parlay both things, like get more in the information side on my own and really, you know, like learn more by actually doing the the job. Like build the reputation around the knowledge that you had. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, in my process, because I am, you know, a little analytical at times, I was like, I either need to go to New York or L.A. because those are like the most competitive fitness markets. And New York was only a couple hours away from where I was from. So I moved to New York City. Moved to New York City, started working as a personal trainer at a big commercial health club. 
And uh, one, it was really, 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 uh, it was culture shock. It was like professional shock. It was a lot of shock. I, sure. I'm, I'm from like the, the burbs. Were like you the, in your twenties at this point? I was in my twenties. Okay, cool. So I, um, I graduated from college. So yeah. I was in my twenties. Um, I'm from the burbs and I was a college athlete. So everyone at school knew me. So going to like a huge city and knowing no one and, um, having to like turn into a fitness professional that can sell. So here's the thing about personal training. People don't understand to be successful, you can make you you can do really well. You can be it's very lucrative. Oh yeah. Uh, you need to learn how to sell. You need to learn science. You need to learn a lot of science, and you need to be very charismatic. And you need to be able to prospect. There's a lot of things that you need to do. It's not like a very easy job. It's yep. it's a pretty all encompassing job. Yep. So, um, it was it was difficult at first. I actually got scammed out of an apartment. Because I was very naive. I didn't have a place to live. This is Dang. this is all a real story. Yeah. Uh, I slept in my car a couple of days. Um, and then I called my dad and he was like, what? don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got another place to live. Uh, worked very, very, very hard. Just decided, like, I'm going to buckle down. I'm not going to do anything else except this. Because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm going to have to go home. Yeah. So uh, studied, got... All the certifications. Um, now, did you like living in the city? I did. I yep. did. Uh, I didn't like it when I had no money and was like well, yeah. stretching a subway sub like for two meals. I didn't yeah, like that. Yeah. I didn't like to sleep in my car the couple days I that happened. Like yes. um, yeah. well, I just mean like the experience of being in New York I City. I love New York City. Cool. New York City is great. Uh, I've I, actually never been. I, I, I encourage everyone to reinvent themselves at least one time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Okay. So was so, that probably your first reinvention then, going from like uh, suburb college athlete to yeah. kind of fish out of water would, in the city? I would think so. Yeah, creating yourself. Yeah, you get an education about so many different types of things. Uh, you know, if you're open to it, there's it's it's so interesting, right? Like everybody has like their way of thinking. They want to think this way. This is what they were told, or their parents told them. Or they saw on TV, so they believe that this is the only way. Yep. And New York City is one of those cool places where there's so many different types of people. There's so many different types of food. There's just so much that you can do and explore and learn if you're really open to it. Yep. So, you know, I, I opened myself up to it. I was like, you know what I want to... I learned, I learned things about different religions. I learned different things about different culture, different food, different types of people, like people who, you know came to this country and didn't speak English and had to learn that and how, what that experience was like. Yeah. I learned, I learned a lot of different, I learned a lot about, um, like the history of, uh, like the Holocaust and different, different things like that. I learned a lot of really cool things just by having conversations with people that were, had very different backgrounds. I was going to say exposure to different backgrounds and perspectives is such a game changer. Yep. Absolutely. Such a game changer. So, um, how long were you were you living that that life that New uh, York? I lived in New York City, so I'll um, I'll try to speed it up. I'm yeah. doing my best, right? No, so, um, I lived in New York City for 12, 11 years. Uh, I did one year in San Francisco because the personal training thing ended up going very well. Um, and it turns out I'm I'm not bad at business either. So uh, I got. 
I got elevated pretty quickly in my role. Uh, I started as a trainer, became one of the most successful trainers in the club, and then I was running it. Then I was running multiple. Um, I went for our company to San Francisco for a year to do a, a project on a on a location out there. Um, you know, and at one point I had like two hundred and fifty people that reported to me. Um, wow. And you know, we were generating a few million dollars a month in revenue. So, and I'm, I'm not, I'm just giving you context. You're asking. Sure. Honest, I don't, I personally. Anita's not one to just no. walk around and toot her horn. I have to pull it out he, of her. He so. didn't even, he's known these, he's known me for a while and not known most of this information. Yeah. It's, I'm I don't really even, it's trade secret. So <laughs> <laughs> I play it very close to the vest. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So then you build this mm -hmm. great career. Now was this the company you're at before we started working together? No. Okay. So I left that company uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, turns out, you know, New York City is a great city, but it's a very uh, expensive city to raise kids. Yes. And I knew that, you know, I wanted to have a kid. Um, so I decided to give another company in the fitness industry a shot. Um, and I actually, in that company took like a much lesser role just to be able to move. They moved me to like a state, a state in the South, um, with a lot of promises like, Hey, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Um, and it, it went okay. It didn't, it was, it was an awesome experience. I met a lot of really cool people, a lot of people that I work with now, but my experience at my company in New York was, was for me, it was better. So, um, but it, it, it's great to have multiple to me. Right. And then I got to move to a different city, um, experience a different company, which is another reinvention, reinventing yourself. Sure. Right. That's another thing, um, which is not very easy to do to no. continue to do it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was, so it's, it's a good lesson to learn. What, right? what is the value? You said it kind of emphatically, like you believe it's so beneficial for everybody to reinvent themselves at least once. Like what yeah. is the value that you got out of that up until that point? Uh, he, there's a lot of values. So one of them is, you know, you gotta, my, my dad says this all the time, like don't read your own press clippings. Right. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I left the first company is because I, I interviewed for a VP role and I didn't get it. Mm. Um, I was like right there. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of circumstances. I won't necessarily go into yeah, a little no. bit of drama that happened, but the you politics. know, I, yeah, I was, I was sort of like, Oh, you know, I feel like I worked so hard. Like, why didn't they give this to me? And instead of going and being like, Hey, you know what? I'm just, I just want to like, know, you know, what the feedback was, what can I do to improve? I just, I think I, I, I have done this thing in life where I've internalized things instead of being vocal about what it is that I want. Yep. Um, and, you know, that is not something I'm going to do again. I haven't done it since then. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a lesson for me to learn. Yeah. yeah. So lots of lessons learned. Yeah. And reinventing yourself. Yep. Um, now, at this point of your life, like you're kind of establishing yourself. You're into your fitness career. You're into your. Yeah. Starting to build your family. Yep. And then life kind of takes a crazy turn and you decide to reinvent yourself again. Yeah. So there's this, I don't know, there's this thing that happened a couple <laughs> years ago where we all had to go home yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it sort of rocked the fitness industry. I yes. don't know if you're, you know, familiar. It's, it's interesting, right? Like, you know, I could talk about the, the, the a lot of things, but, you know, fitness 
health clubs were, were, were targeted. It was one of the things that's like, don't go there, don't do that. Um, and it really changed the way the, the industry was allowed to do business. So with that being said, you know, I was, I, I, I made the decision to, to, to make a change. Yeah. 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 What's interesting too, is like, I think a lot of people could connect to their life taking a very life altering turn, Yeah, whether good or bad or yeah. beneficial or not. Um, because of the pandemic, I was one of the people that got laid off during that period. Interesting. Um, and up until that point, um, had never really felt like I found where I, not I found where I belong, but like never really felt like I was in a place where I could thrive. Right. And, and grow and develop and uh, flex the, the muscles that I knew I was good at, you know, ex express my talents, but then develop the right. things that needed to be developed. And, um, it, gosh, the pandemic like really rocked my world. And yeah. at the time I was going through a divorce. So, that also was like my own personal pandemic that yeah. was happening. Um, I'm not laughing, but that's another episode. Yeah, that's the another personal pandemic. Yeah, well, we can tackle time. that one yeah. later. Yeah, another time. <laughs> but um, so uh, it's just kind of cool because I'm I connect a lot with your story yeah. at this point because yeah. where you pivot and where I pivot just happens to be at the same organization into a whole new world. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty interesting. And Dwayne comes in here yep. pretty significantly at this point sure. because I'm just sort of like scrambling. I'm like, you know what? I got to do something different. And in my mind, I have all these experiences, right? So I, I, I downplaying it a little bit, but I worked at a fitness company for a long time, grew the business a lot. I've, told you i've just told you i've been on good morning america i've been published yeah. in many magazines she's got a book yeah <laughs> um so there's there's a lot of things that have happened yeah um and i go oh out. sorry that's the third thing i'm gonna do because yeah. the internet exists i'm gonna find that good morning america clip oh too. the good morning i'll give you the good morning it's okay just tight, whatever. Tight. um so so uh you know i'm like i need to find something else but what i found was a lot of things that people do in fitness does not correlate or people don't think that it does um, because people don't think that it does because they just don't understand. So it's it's a lot to explain. So if people are like looking at resumes or they're doing X, Y and Z, you know, it just I don't know. They just didn't think it was the same. So I was struggling to figure out where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted to try something different. So Dwayne and I were speaking and he's like, what do you think about technology? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't really I literally make an appointment to um, get my iPhone backed up before I get a new one because I don't <laughs> always do it appropriately yeah. and I don't want to lose the pictures of my kid. Correct. So uh, ended up doing an interview with my boss now and for a leadership role and he's like, you know what? Uh, you don't know anything about what, what it is that we do here. So why would I do that? <laughs> I was like, that's a great question. That's valid. So I ended up coming in at an entry level job at, you know, with a kid and a lot of responsibility. And I was freaking out because I never made um, like that little bit of money as an adult. Like I, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I got to like I got to perform and I got to perform now because we, yes. we work in sales. So, <clears throat> yes, uh, came in. I put my head down and just went to work. I was like, I don't. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about what you guys are doing. I used to call my cousin every day freaking out, being like, hey, 
how can I do this faster? What can I do to accelerate? What else do I need to learn? I'd put my kid to bed. I'd work on things for work. Yep. I would study. I was I was like, I have to figure this out. If I'm going to reinvent myself again, I'm not going to be mediocre. I'm just not. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, that's, that's what I did. I just put yeah. my head down and I was like, I'm going to focus on just doing my job and figuring out how to do it well. And I don't like a lot of bravado and things. So I didn't care that nobody knew who I was. I felt like it was good to fly under the radar. Sure. And I like that because I'm like, uh, you know what? Just, just pay me well and we'll be good. <laughs> that's where we're opposite. I yeah. love <laughs> I love going up to people I don't know and talking yeah. to them and yeah. networking and making sure everyone has my LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, I was, gosh, this is so cool because um, uh, uh, technology is complicated. Um, software is complicated. Right. I don't understand majority of what we do. Right. Like from a technical standpoint. Um, and so it was very, very um, intimidating coming right. into this world. I remember training for that same entry level role. Yeah. And I started it, I think maybe just a couple months before you, I think yeah. we were like just a few months. I was, I was here just a couple months before. And, um, the first three days being ridiculously intimidated, like hearing people say yeah. things that I had no clue what it meant. Yeah. And just feeling like I don't belong here. I'm not supposed to be here. That's the imposter syndrome that I talked about earlier. <sighs> yeah. That thing. Yes. It's fake. Yeah. Oh, that person. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I, I literally like there was one day in that training where I went for a run that afternoon and I just thought to myself, like, all right, I either got to get out now or I need to figure this out. Right. And I had no other option. So I was like, I'm going to figure this out. This yeah. is the job I have after COVID. Yep. I'm going to figure this out. Um, and what I've been able to have the honor of is getting to watch you accelerate faster than anybody I've seen here at this at this company and like just nice. take on your reinvention um in in such a remarkable way like it's cool to be in technology but this is the reality is it's a very male driven yes industry yeah and um for you to jump in and take ownership and accelerate yourself has been phenomenal to see like i love seeing a female leader in our organization operating at such a high level. It's so cool. Thank you. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. I worked in a couple male dominated industries sure. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, you know, I, I'll go back to the thing about my parents and grandparents, you know, like we were not allowed to like half do anything. You can't half do the bed or the dishes. It might be something that you don't like, like don't half do it. Yep. It's like, there's just, that's just not, it's, it's unacceptable. Yes. Like mediocrity is just not, yes, not acceptable. Um, so you know, if you think about like Michael Jordan, you know, I was watching something about him the other day and he was like, you know, if I'm playing like if I'm like, what's the little quarters game? I want to be the best. I want to be the best at everything I do. Yes. So, you know, I, I, it's not like an unhealthy thing. I just want to be the best me. So I got to figure that out. I'm not in competition with anybody else, but I want to be, you know, good at what it is that I'm doing. So can I brag on you just a little bit more? Uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, I just think it's amazing. Like there's, there's the entry level role that we yeah. both entered. Then there's kind of like that mid entry level yeah. and then, uh, the frontline leadership and management and then getting up into senior leadership and, and director roles. Um, 
you, you've recently become a director at our very yeah. large organization, a global software company. And um, I applaud you like to be able Thank to you. reinvent yourself multiple times, but take such a huge pivot away from what you know yeah. and you've known your whole life as an athlete growing up. And the cool thing is you've taken the values and the things that like the, the pursuit of excellence and right. all that you do. And you've just applied it to the different seasons of life that you've been in. Yeah. So like reinventing yeah. yourself well, in, in it, it's probably hard and, it, and I'm sure you faced a lot of hard <laughs> times and I, it's not easy at all, yeah. but like, I've been leaning on the same core values that I was raised on right. and the same pursuit of excellence and sometimes an unhealthy pursuit of perfection. Right. But just wanting to be the the best that I can. Yeah. I don't want to settle for mediocrity. Yeah. I don't want to be the average. I yeah. want to pursue above average. For sure. <clears throat> and so your story is inspiring to me because of that. Um, there's people that listen to this podcast that do it just because they're friends of mine, which oh, I that's very nice. love and adore. <laughs> my parents listen to it. Um, some of my siblings uh, will listen to it. I mean, yeah. they doesn't always uh, um, apply to everybody's yeah. life, but the people that do listen to it um, come from different backgrounds. Right. Like I've, I've been reached out to by different yeah. people that are in our space. They do sales, but then I, there's, there's uh, stay at home moms that will listen because they're friends and they know who I am or there's, you know, athletes that right. I know that will listen. Just so many different people that are in ministry or do things, yeah. you know, for nonprofits. Um, my guess is that either somebody listening right now connects with your story because they've experienced reinventing themselves yeah, or they connect with your story because they're afraid to reinvent yourself themselves. Yeah. What would you say to that latter person that's like, struggling in in where they're at currently in life well I'll tell one quick story about like motherhood and then I'll, I will answer your question okay go okay. ahead um so me becoming a mom was like not easy I had a super rough pregnancy and that was difficult for me because I was an athlete like so rough that I went to the doctor like two times a week every week the whole time wow um, and my doctor was like, Hey, like, don't get too stressed out. Cause you could die. That was like what she would say every time to me. So it was, it was stressful. Um, and I'm not, I don't need sympathy. I'm fine. My, my kid is great as well, but it was rough. Uh, the, the, the delivery was not, was, was tough. It wasn't, he was fine, but I was not. Um, and then afterwards was, was not great. And then immediately almost, because I kind of needed to, I went back to work like as soon as I possibly could. And mm. I was like not, I worked in fitness and I was, since I had so many physical medical things sure. happen to me, I did not look like I looked before. So there was a lot of comments. There's a lot of things. So that's another reinvention, right? I'm sure. just like, okay, I'm going to take all these darts that people are throwing at me and I'm just going to, I'm going to do something. Can I, I ask too, were you also throwing your own darts at yourself just kind of uh I don't know I mean I was in postpartum I just didn't really know what was going on and I was sure. a new mom I'd never been a sure. mom I've you know later in my 30s like I had only taken care of myself for my whole life yep. <laughs> so yep. I was like whoa this is weird um I tell that story to go into what you're talking about because I was afraid like I was afraid to leave what I was comfortable with <clears> even though I did not I wasn't enjoying it anymore because I was like, if this is how people that 
I'm working with treat me and I literally almost died and they're just like oh this that or like saying little things and let me it's not it's um, I don't care but they just there's just no context for like vanity is is not really what fitness is supposed to be about and sure. sometimes it becomes about that and for me I was like yeah I'm just gonna walk away yep. um I I say all that to say like it's scary. It's always scary. But you know what's scarier? Waking up and just being, like, really unhappy with where you are. Uh, mm. That's one thing. <laughs> thing number two, um, I have reinvented myself a couple times in terms of trying different things, right? You know, what's the worst that could happen? I could suck. You know, I could be broke. Been broke before. Um, it could be in debt. I've been in debt before. Um, I could, you know, get hurt. Yeah, ruptured my Achilles. Then I had to reinvent myself again. I was a trainer on crutches in New York City. Yeah. Um, and you know what? There's. I would walk past people who slept on the street. There were people that were smiling that had situations that you know they were they were hard. Yeah. And <clears throat> life can be really messy. It can be difficult. There's a lot of things that happen that are thrown our way. But where you are able to just have happiness is being able to like, hey, this is what's going on and it's happening for me. Like I am able to improve and get better because these things have happened to me and I'm still here. That is such a powerful pr perspective shift. So many times people look at their circumstances and go, why is this happening to me? Yep. Not why is this happening for me? That is, wow. That's that's so powerful. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, there's, you can, you just have to, it's, it's and I'm, this is nothing to do with people who have, like, obviously things that medically they've got to work through or yeah. you need professional yeah. help. I'm not like, just shake it off. Cause no no no, I talk to a therapist regularly, so I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that. <laughs> but life is one of those things where, in terms of taking circumstances and saying, you know what, what can be done with this, right? Like, how can I improve? What can I learn from this situation? Yeah. What can I do better? How can I, how can I take this and say, you know what, that was. That's I could probably change something there, or I could I could improve, or I could learn from this person. I might not like them. Uh, how can you do those things? And that's where the gold is, right? Yeah. That's where the gold is. That's where you. That's where the diamonds are made. Yep. <laughs> Under extreme pressure. Right. Yep. So, uh, you know, you just take those things and and look at them and 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 work to move forward. I've found that comfortability is such a dangerous place to stay in. Yeah, apathy is like it's just it's just it's 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 not a great. It's not good. Yeah. It's toxic. Like yeah. it really doesn't do any good for you. Yep. Um uh when I've been faced with uh uncomfortable uncomfortability um like professionally like just something that's challenging me to the point of uncomfortability like I've seen the most incredible things happen when when I've been able to power through them or right or stand strong in the midst of them yeah um you know it's something that i encourage people to you know like just a small example like what what we do we we train and we practice with right. our, with our, our sales teams 
And I hate people tell me all the time, oh, it's just uncomfortable. I don't like I don't like doing the practicing. I don't yeah. like doing the role plays. Like it's just not my thing. I'm not good at it. Um, I tell them I'm like, lean into the uncomfortability. Yeah. For sure. Just lean into it and see what happens. Yeah. And like you said, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes you cry in your room and nobody's there and that that's okay too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. I'm not perfect. I got, I got days, but I, th- I believe that taking the challenges and looking at them as opportunities, understanding that fear is a thing. It's not, don't know. I'm fearless. Fear being fearless is, is not, it's that's fake. Yep. Taking the fear and say, all right, you know what? I don't need you here right now. Or we good at this moment. Or, you know what? My life's not in danger, so I'm going to recognize that that's what's happening, and I'm going to move through this in the best way possible, and, and taking the challenges and, and rising to the occasion when possible. Yeah, strength and grit are not like the absence of fear. It's, yeah. it's the yep. the persistence and the ability to withstand through the fear, like yep. step into it and work through it. Wow, that's really cool. Um, you know, I, I think that there's... Um, there's probably people that are listening to this that have reinvented themselves that mm-hmm. have taken on a new challenge and, yeah. and been able to see um, some success, maybe not a lot of success. Maybe they're second guessing themselves on, should I have made that move? Should I have changed career? Should I have moved States to pursue whatever? Um, what's, what's some encouragement that, that you would give to that type of person that might just be listening, feeling like, I don't know if I, because I don't know about you, but there are yeah. some days that like short, I told you shortly after the yeah. the transition into this n- new world of technology, I just second guessed myself and, yeah. and found myself a sure. little, I don't know, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would I tell them? You know, those days are going to come and I have those days. I have, I, I moved, I've lived in New York city, San Francisco, back to New York city, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and now I'm in South Florida. So I've had days even here, I haven't been here that long, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I moved again with a kid, you know, to South Florida. It's interesting. So, you know, it's normal to process different things and understand that you'll have opportunities to sort of evaluate where you are. That's very normal. Um, You just can't focus all of your time on that. Because there will be no productivity if you focus all your time on, should I have done this? Should I have done this? Yeah. It's a decision that was made. So now it's time to figure out, hey, is this the right decision? If it's not, when I went to San Francisco, I was there for 13 months. And I, I did not, and I didn't love San Francisco. It wasn't the city for me. It's beautiful. But I am, I'm an East Coast person. And I liked it. And I all 13 months, I was like, how do I get back to the East Coast? So <laughs> I worked m- my way to be able to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like if the situation's not ideal, you don't just sit there and dwell on the past. You say, okay, well, how do I, how do I carve a new path forward? Right. That's yeah. really good. Well, look, I could sit and talk to you for a long time. And <laughs> after we stop recording, we're going to go get some food and I'm yes. going to continue to talk with you. But um, I really just want to thank you. Like, thanks for sharing. Um, you are very private person and close to the vest and I feel like I've as I've gotten to know you I've pried things out but this is probably the deepest conversation we've ever had so I'm thankful that you were willing to there's somebody in here that I've never really spoken to that just heard all that so you're gonna act like (laughs) you didn't hear any of it okay (laughs) um but I, I 
genuinely appreciate it. And um, I just want to say, like, thank you for being a really great example to me and um, to others that at our organization nice. <laughs> that um, that want to be excellent at what we do and and want to pursue excellence um, and and su- being successful. Um, that's something that I I admire about you, and that you're just a great mom. So Thanks. that too. Thank you. <laughs> um, any last last words for the the listeners before I wrap this up? Yeah, I would just say don't be afraid to try something new. You have no idea what's on the other side of that challenge. And it could be the life that you've been dreaming of. It's seriously like you you have no idea. So just don't be afraid. I love it. I love it. Drop that mic. Well, thank you uh, so much for listening to this special episode of the Synergetic Culture Podcast. We're probably going to name this one Reinventing Yourself with Anita Golden. So, Anita, thank you again. And uh, look forward to having you back on again in the future. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog. And then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.